Welcome to Amplify You. Today, I have a special guest, Katie Gilchrist. Katie is a brand strategist, and she helps entrepreneurs attract their ideal clients with their brand's authentic message. Katie is an amazing, amazing graphic designer and brand strategist. I've had the pleasure of working with her in so many different situations. I've sent lots of clients to her and Katie just knows her stuff so well and she makes us have a brand. She asks us the right questions and making sure that we have a brand that's really authentic to us. So you'll hear on today's interview, Katie and I talk about what it is and what it means to have an authentic brand and how we can make sure that we have all the um all of the the, the check marks checked off as to what we want to do, what we want to have in a brand that's right for us. Um, you can also check out Katie's website, katiegilchrist.com, and get Katie's brand clarity checklist um, for free. So check it out. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here. I am here solo today again. Braden is off busy with his summer camp kids and build a biz kids, which is just going awesome. He'll be back soon. And today I'm joined by super special guest, Katie Gilchrist. Katie is a brand strategist. She did my RV There Yet logo for our RV There Yet podcast. And uh, she's just amazing. She's I've just watched her grow over the last few years of what she's been doing. And she's so talented at what she did and what she does. And I'm just so happy to have her share her knowledge with you guys here today. So welcome, Katie. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Michelle. You're welcome. Your purple is like everywhere. You're branded perfectly, even down to your glasses. I love it. Oh yeah, purple everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for those of you that are listening, Katie has a dope purple. Purple in her background, purple flowers, purple tint on her glasses, purple necklace is amazing. I love it. Gotta stay on brand. That's right. Speaking about brand, what made you get into being brand strategist? Well, it actually kind of started because I had a big interest in marketing. So I explored all these different areas of marketing, um, graphic design, web design, all this fun stuff. And for years, I was just specializing in the design side of branding. But as I did this, I realized that the conversation was stopping at the design. It was stopping at the logo. It was stopping at the business card um, because there wasn't much of the message that was being told. And so I got really interested in the strategy side of branding because it's all about looking at what the deeper purpose is behind a business or a venture or a movement and finding the best way of projecting that out into the world and starting conversations. And so I kind of landed into the brand strategy um, side of things after I realized that I loved pulling that out of my customers, out of my clients. Awesome. Yeah. Cause most, most folks don't really know, like have no idea. <laughs> we have these ideas that are like way out here. And I know even like in the design part, when we were working together, you're like pulling it into like something more concise and like, okay, 
this is like, and then telling the brand story is like so important too. I think that's really cool. So tell us about your, you just recently launched a podcast. So congratulations. Thank Joining you. us in the podcasting world. Tell us about some of the things that you're kind of like thinking about brand wise when you were like starting your podcast. Uh, well, the big thing that was really important for me is that the podcast I was creating was in alignment with my bigger parent brand, which is Katie Gilchrist Creative. And so I was trying to find a way to tie in the visuals into what I had existing in the other parts of my business. So making sure that visual consistency was there and also trying to find a very concise, succinct way of telling people what the podcast was about, of course. So that's where the very short term authentic brand came across, because that's what I want people to take away is that there are so many authentic strategies you can use in your business that don't have to leave you with that icky salesy feeling either. So that was definitely it. Um, and of course, the other visual components, the colors that I bring in and making sure that it's very easy to read at a small size as well. Awesome. Yeah. That's one of the things we've noticed, like with our clients, we're looking on iTunes and we're like looking at different, um, you know, podcast covers and things. There's so many that use like scripts that you cannot read. Like I have good eyesight and I cannot read them. So if I can't read them, then most people cannot read them. Or like, you know, small like things that are small symbols or things that are too small for people to see. Interesting. Yep, for sure. And we, we have this issue where we know what it says. So we assume everybody else knows what it says as well. So it's good to get an outsider perspective to see if it actually is legible and if it makes sense to. Absolutely. Now I'm curious for your podcast cover, did you go with your photo on it or with a, like a branded cover? Well, branded cover without your photo on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So mine does have my headshot on it yeah. and it's just been put, as, I put, uh, of course there's purple in it, mm -hmm. uh, branded to be in alignment with the other marketing materials that I have out there as well. So yeah, I did put a little bit in the, in my cover image. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I always like when people have their own photos on their, on their pictures because you can see, you know, because when you're listening to someone, it's always nice to visualize like who's talking in your head and when you've seen a picture of them, then it's really lot easier to do that <laughs> yeah and I also think from like a psychology perspective we're drawn to faces so I think that's just another thing that you can throw in there to get people's attentions because we see faces in everything and why not leverage that and use that if you're not too afraid to put your portrait on your own uh, cover image yeah that's good I mean a lot of people say like they do podcasting so they don't have to be on camera and they don't <laughs> have to show their face but you know I, we always teach people to use the camera and use your picture because you know you can just get more mileage out of your content that way if, you're, if your picture's on there and you're using video that you can send it to YouTube do you know more mileage that way this and you know still on the same line talking about like the covers do you see um anything that what are some things that like we should really make sure we have on our cover for me personally, I think it's important to have at the bare minimum, whatever your title of your podcast is, of course, or the logo for the podcast. And really when in doubt, keep it as simple as possible. I know we touched on this a little bit already, but same with having a tiny script font. When you overwhelm people with a lot of images and graphics and try to fit everything in the kitchen sink on your cover, it gets really muddy and it gets hard to understand. So keeping it simple with your title or your headshot or whatever is the best representation of your brand for your podcast. 
Right. So even like a shorter title too, like you don't have to have the title and the tag and your name and, <laughs> and the episode number. No, yeah. And that's all information that usually people can find just by looking at, well, what episode it is and the, the description of the episode too. So use what little you can um, to, to get it across and grab people's attention when they're looking through the sea of other podcasts to choose from. It's a good idea. Are there any colors like that, you know, like when you're looking at iTunes covers from a distance, are there any colors that like seem, seem to really like pop for you? Honestly, it's really dependent on what else I'm looking at too. Cause, uh, something like gray could even stand out if there's a sea of yellow and oranges, oh. for example. So my best advice is just to use what color is the best for your brand, for your existing brand, if you have one, or whatever is the best representation of the message that you're trying to send with your podcast as well. Gotcha. I love it. Now talking about brand strategy, like in general, and then introducing a podcast to your brand, where does that kind of fit within your overall brand strategy? So it's after you've established what your overarching message is for your brand. So that is the very First thing and most important thing that I encourage everyone to figure out is what is the deeper purpose behind putting this out there? Um, your vision, your values, what sets you apart. And once you have that message, I think that is a good time to figure out what are the best vessels for getting that message out there. And that's where your podcast creation would come in. Gotcha. So did you think of like the podcast being like part of like the, oh, like the bigger message and like some of your programs and services being like like a smaller part of that message? Would that be something like the right, the right angle to kind of go at? You could use it either way. Um, whatever you have in your brand strategy, it just has to tie back to the big message in mm -hmm. some way. So whether you choose, uh, you let your podcast be about the big overarching message, or if it's about a very specific niche area of that message, as long as it ties into whatever that bigger idea is behind the big parent brand, I think it's go for it. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. We've had this conversation several times this week with clients, so I was interested to hear what you're going to say about that. And yeah, we, you know, we, we've gone back and forth with like, yeah, you know, the the podcast is great to have like to draw more people in on with, with a wider, like broader message. Um, but then we've had we've seen really great success with the clients that have like super narrow, super niche podcasts because they can specifically talk to that one person during your show too. So I think, yeah, like you, like you said, we've seen success with both uh, from a podcasting side of things, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, so what are your, uh, what are your suggestions for things that we should avoid as far as like podcasting, branding, faux pas? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I would avoid just winging it. <laughs> I guess is a good start. Um, making sure you have some idea or focus behind, again, the message in your brand or your podcast, I think is really important to have. Um, going in without any kind of plan whatsoever can get some really creative workout, but if it's not serving that bigger message and the bigger purpose behind it, is it really that helpful to your marketing strategy? So that's probably the big one. Um, and then just the visual side of that as well. Uh, you don't need to throw everything onto your podcast cover, your episode covers. Uh, just keep it simple, keep it concise, keep it on brand and on message. Mm. On brand, on message. You guys hear that? On brand, on message. And I was just reading the, your sign in the background there. So you were saying that boost your brand, create your freedom, right? And from creating your freedom, you know, we think free. <laughs> I'm going to say this because this was like, this was my issue a few years ago. It's like, I would rebel against the structure 
and the systems because I was like, that is not about freedom. I'm all about freedom. But what I've learned over the last few years and I've really tried to implement is that those structures and those those systems and like having some thought into planning your podcast ahead of time and all that it is creating the freedom mental space is creating the freedom for you to then batch your shows all together or to create the freedom for all of your social content to go into your episodes so not having to rethink about things later on so you know that um the structure and those systems really do create the freedom in the end <laughs> yep i totally agree with you i have this sort of internal mantra i say and that is boundaries create freedom because I was the same. I don't want to fit into a box. I don't want to do all these things, but it's true. Having those systems and processes in place mm -hmm. open you up to so much more. And so embrace it. Yes. I love it. So tell us a bit about your show. So what do you talk about on your podcast? Branding, obviously. But <laughs> yes. So it is called the authentic brand podcast and it's really about strategies and the nitty gritty behind running an authentically branded business. And so I really focus on finding strategies that are unique, but also authentic to the business owner. Mm -hmm. So the challenge today is that we have so much knowledge at our fingertips. We are inches away from connecting with different experts and can be absolutely overwhelming when there's so many different routes and so many different strategies we can take. Mm -hmm. And so using authenticity as a baseline is a really powerful thing because not only are we able to identify amazing strategies we can identify the ones that feel natural to us so we don't have to mm -hmm. feel that icky feeling and so our audience doesn't have to feel that icky feeling either when we try doing something that's not within our brand and not aligned with who we are as people yeah that creates a clear boundary for being able to say no to right to certain guests or to certain you know topics that no sorry that's not on our brand it makes it yeah those boundaries do create the freedom <laughs> back to that thing again <laughs> yep it's huge we like anti-freedom freedom like you know like <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a paradox but it, it works so it, it's good as long as you find something that works for you and it feels right for you but still caters to your audience at the same time yeah, I love it. And so many of our podcasters are like out there on this like huge mission to make such a big impact in the world that I think, you know, the, we, we always say that, um, you know, if you, if you get, if you burn out of content at like 13 or 14 episodes, we haven't gotten the layers back far enough yet to that authentic brand because you're, it's still superficial. So you run out of stuff to say, if you have really hit the nail on the head, you have like unlimited amount of like resources and things to talk about and places to go with your, with your branding, your topic. Um, and then that, you know, you'll make sure that you're creating that ripple effect and that impact that you want to create with people. Um, it's pretty interesting to see, you know, sometimes we've hit a couple of shows that have hit those 13 to 14 ones and they're like, eh, that was a big, oh, we're going to start again. <laughs> it's good to do the work ahead of time. What are some of the things that you suggest podcasters do to kind of make sure that their branding is on brand with the rest of their business before their show goes live? Uh, well, first of all, making sure you have clarity in your business's brand is huge because if you have nothing to compare it to, uh, you're, you're going to have a really hard time. And so having a very clear guideline of what your brand is and what it isn't is really powerful. Mm -hmm. So one tool that I often suggest for people, regardless of whether they're podcasters or uh, singers or whoever they are, whatever, 
if you have a brand, to have a brand style guide. So that's just a collection of rules for your brand, what your colors are, what your logo looks like, the general feel and the vibe you're going for in your podcast episodes. And you can use that as a bit of a checklist to make sure you're hitting it every single time. So that's probably my best tool that I can suggest for you. That's great. And so you get a style guide like done for you, like from like a brand strategist like yourself, or is that something that we would need to do ourselves? Well, you can go either way. So if you have a brand strategist or a brand designer who created your brand for you, ask them for that because it can be helpful. They designed it. They know the best way of putting that together. And it's a really good tool to have. And if you're strapped, you can always create one for yourself. Even something simple like a Word document is good. But what it does is it forces you to sit down and really think, okay, how can I use my brand and how should it not be used? And how can I make sure it's being consistent? That's interesting. Yeah, we do some, um, we do some graphic um, stuff with um, the podcast shows as far as like creating social content. And so when we get a show um, and the host comes to us and they have that style guide, we're like, oh, this is good because we know where to stay on track. We know what fonts to use, we know what fonts not to use. It helps us during the done for you stuff because we're not like, we, we do the design stuff, but it's like easy design stuff. It's not like you know, we're not designers. So it really helps to have that done first so that we know someone who's a professional has done done that to, to make sure that we stay on track as we're helping you like produce a show. Yeah, it's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but now that I'm looking back at it, the shows that have those style guides have been so much easier to, you know, even create the cover and to get the social images done on a weekly basis because we know how to stick to those we know what colors they are, basically. Yeah. No color to use, we know, we know what font to use. Something as simple as that, as having the color codes can save you a lot of time and money, especially when you're working with people in your profession or you're working with print companies, designers, having that very simple document can just save oodles of time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, a few of your clients have come through. I'm like, yay, a Katie Brandon style guide. This is great. And I was sitting there the other day trying to do a pink color for someone. I was like, nope, no, no, no. But I'm like, I just decided you need the number. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's awesome. So, um, Katie, a couple more questions for you. Just, I want to pick your brains about brand strategy because I find it so interesting. Um, you know, uh, it's something that I, my first two businesses didn't really pay any attention to. Um, you know, we had just kind of, like you said, we we're winging it, and uh, now it's now it's more important. And I can see the importance of staying on brand and staying um, with things. So, any more suggestions for people, um, you know, who have maybe started their show but maybe didn't quite get that branding um, on track what should be some things that we can look at just to make sure that overall we are like do you have some sort of checklist that we could kind of go in our minds and look at the different things that we're doing in our business to make sure they kind of are cohesive uh Sure. So there's a few different things that you can look at. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the visual component for everything, making sure it's consistent and it's clear. So that's a very important thing to check. Mm -hmm. um, even more important than that, though, and I think I've alluded to it a little bit here, is asking yourself, what is the overarching message behind my brand? What is your mission, your vision, and the values that you're portraying through this podcast or through your parent brand that is governing this podcast as well? It is huge. And I encourage anyone who's listening to this to take a serious look at this and go deep into it. Um, if you're stopping at, well, my purpose is to 
uh, just get tons and tons of listeners on my podcast and be successful and be interviewed. That's a great goal to have. But what is the purpose? What is it leading to? Who do you want to reach? Who do you want to impact? And finding that passion to fuel everything that's going behind the brand as well. Really, really important. Mm, those are some great suggestions. I love it. Now, what did you find the most challenging part about setting up a podcast? Knowing all those things in your head. <laughs> um, the branding side was okay for me. To, to be honest, the most, oh yeah, I'm like, all right, I know how to design my cover image. I got this all covered. It's great. Um, I think the most challenging part was just learning the technology and understanding how my podcast here ends up all over these other places and making sure it was set up properly was the biggest challenge. And so if I had somebody helping with that, it probably would have been a lot more efficient. So that was probably the biggest challenge for me. Yeah, it's tricky to figure all that stuff out. And plus it changes like all the time, right? We, we actually have a checklist for um, our clients that we go through. As soon as the show launches, we have about 12 or 15 different platforms that we make sure that we've submitted the show RSS feed to. But then we literally went back to it like three weeks later and we added four more to it. Like it's just, it's constantly changing. There's so many new ones popping up. It's hard to keep, hard to keep track of, but luckily most people pick up from iTunes and, and continue on from there, which is really cool. And do you interview people on your show? I haven't so far, but I'm currently getting set up to bring expert guests on. So that Ooh. is coming very soon. That's very cool. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you got to look for guests that are on brand with you or like you're in line with what you're doing. You have some sort of message. That's really awesome. I love it. So, okay. What are some of the programs and services that you offer for people to come work with you? So the best offer that I can give you is my six week brand training program. It is called the authentic brand blueprint. It is six weeks to define the message behind your brand. So it's really awesome. We go through things like your mission, your vision, your values, uh, identifying your unique value proposition, your ideal client and really fun stuff like your brand personality and characteristics and the voice that goes behind that too. So we do that over six weeks and you end up with a really clear message and an idea of what you need to do next. So that's mm. one of my favorite things. I actually have some students going through it right now. And it's been amazing watching the growth and watching the massive aha moments that have been coming from it. So I'm really excited to see where it goes with them too. Cool. Now is that like live with you going through it with them, going through it with them or is it online? So it is an online self-guided program. I do have a live version available too that has um, weekly calls, accountability, and a private group as well for discussions. Nice. Now, would you suggest people go through there? Obviously, ideally, it's best to go through before you have a brand, but it's still okay to go back through there even if you've started with a brand and you're just not sure you've got the right, the right branding. Oh yeah, totally. In fact, most of the clients that I work with are people who have had brands already who are even a couple years in or they just started it maybe 10 months ago and they're still trying to find out what that message is. And so whatever stage you're at in your business, it is never a bad idea to take a look at where you are in your branding. Yeah. It's like that onion. It's not peeled long enough and it's like you run out of like, it's not quite right after a few months or a few years, you got to go back to the, back to the drawing board and go deeper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And when they don't, and we don't, if we don't hire you right from the beginning, then we better go back and do it again. So good to get on track and get your help right from the beginning too because then you're you know you're set up and being so clear 
on your messages. Like you said before, you could make so many more decisions quicker about your business. Is this on brand? No, does this fit with what we're doing? No, is yes, no, yes, like to different opportunities and things too. I think that's really important. Something that we kind of forget about too. And the, those boundaries become a lot more clear when we're more clear on our message. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it's, it's so much deeper than just looking good on your podcast or your social media profile too. It's great to be consistent there, but like you already mentioned, it is, it makes your decisions so much quicker because you can identify the clients, the partners and the opportunities that are going to be a really good fit because mm -hmm. they share your values, your brand's values. So it is, highly useful in all areas of your business. <laughs> and that's great. And you know, it seems like, you know, of course we have to find our own values. Now we have to find our brand's values, but some are usually aligned pretty well. Yeah. In general, uh, your brand's values will likely be aligned with your values. So there's no worry there. Yeah. So you don't need to self-work and then self-work on your business. <laughs> All kind of goes together. Yeah, for sure. Super awesome. So Katie, where can we find out more information about working with you? And where can we, uh, well, obviously we can find your podcast on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, I'm getting around. So either one of those platforms is probably the best. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can find all my contact information on my website, katiegilchrist.com. And I also have a special gift for anybody who wants a little bit more clarity to see where they're at in the branding process on my site. You can download my free brand clarity checklist. Awesome. So great, Katie. Thank you so much for sharing your light and helping us podcasters kind of get our head around this branding thing. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend working with Katie. I've worked with her on several projects before her branding and her colors and everything like it's so much better than what I could have ever thought of myself. <laughs> and it's just good to have that expert behind what you're doing. You can get to the end of, you know, your decisions a lot faster when you have that expert guidance along with you. And uh, maybe revisiting that with you, Katie, soon as we are redoing our website right now. So <laughs> awesome. Look forward to working with you again. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.